welcome to Rhonda's Remedy. Tonight, my guest is Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on my show. Well, thank you for having me. Lauren, you contacted me about wanting to start your own podcast in Rochester, New York. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So uh, I live in Rochester, New York, and we have a lot of theater that goes on in there. I love theater. I love performing in theater. I love uh, love going to see theater. And uh, in the pandemic, there was a specific radio show that went off the air, and I thought there was a need for more in-depth interviews with theater professionals in town uh, because typically usually you know they have they can go on the local tv stations and the newspaper can come and talk to them but you're kind of limited with words and time so I thought that there would be a good it would be a good idea to do something that had a more in-depth, more time devoted to, you know, what the theater companies are doing, why they decided to choose this particular show. Um, And so I, (laughs) I had that idea and I thought it was really great. And uh, I'm also now having reservations in terms of getting it to get off the ground. So what, what kind of reservations are you having? Well, um, again, my passion is theater, uh, but I did not go to school for theater. I, I perform with all these different companies, uh, but I still have a hang up in terms of getting, uh, sending in emails, just getting it started to talk to the producers and the directors, uh, of, of these shows when I have, you know, I, I feel like I, uh, I should be in reference to them. I feel like I, you know, I know what I, I should know what I'm doing. I have a broadcast background, uh, and I have an, an interview background, but, uh, I still, I'm hung up on believing that the people that I'm reaching out to would believe in me to be able to put something like this on. Why do you think that they would be that particular that they would really care about whether you had a theater background or not? That's the part I don't understand. Right. Um, I just think that that yes it would be it would be free promotion for their show because obviously I'm not charging them for anything but I really don't think that the people that I know and I can reach out to one know my background in in journalism and would believe that I can be a good interviewer and two would have the theater knowledge or the, or just the, the business knowledge to be able to ask the relevant questions when it comes to that. I think that I, I do think that I thinking about it, that there are the, the directors and the producers, I still have that mentality of like, I'm in school and I have to tell, I have, I call my teachers, Mrs. And Mr. I still have that kind of mentality in terms of like, I'm younger, ergo lesser than though. That's not really the case, but, but you know, it, it, that, I think that's what really is the issue is I'm reaching out to somebody who is at a higher status, quote unquote, than me. And I'm not sure if they're going to accept it or not. Who's the higher status, the director or the producer of the show? Both, yeah, any of the the people that are putting actually putting on the shows. I mean, in no way being devaluing to the producers of the show, but it's not like Broadway, you know, where right. I mean, they're multi-million dollar productions. This is regional theater. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why would you put them on such a pedestal? They, they may not even have a strong acting background either. They may just be doing it as a hobby. 
Most of them do have a lot of background in theater. They went to school for it. They Mm -hmm. were in New York, you know, down in New York for a while and came back to Rochester to start companies. They could have very, um, very strong backgrounds in theater. Mm -hmm. But I guess I'm wondering why they're still put on such a pedestal, though, as opposed, you know, like putting them like equivalent to a teacher that they're going to judge you. I still want to work with these people and perform and audition for their shows. So I'm still seeing them in that light when it comes to, you know, reaching out to them um, and making sure that I'm not burning any bridges or or doing something, you know, that would inadvertently put something in the back of their head that would think, oh, why, you know... I'm not going to cast her in these show and any of my shows because this was such a disaster or something like that. So that you're worried about not just getting the interview or doing a good interview, but you're concerned about how they're going to feel about you, about casting you and putting them in your the show, putting you in the show. Yes. In the future, if you audition. Yes, exactly. Well, that's understandable that uh, if you're so what they call like double dipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're trying to also accomplish two things. Are you doing that? Would you want to do the podcast to get to know the uh, the producers more? And this way you have a connection in terms of when you audition or has nothing to do with it? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I think the, the reason that I wanted to start this podcast with, or, and, and YouTube show is that I have worked with a lot of different companies and I feel like I actually do have contacts, but maybe not necessarily the directors or the producers of these shows. So like I, I, I've worked with a lot of different actors and I've worked with different directors and that was like my, Oh, this is great. I have all these connections, but would I be burning bridges if something goes wrong? Why would they be so thinking this is so strange that a woman would want, who has a passion for theater, who performs herself, would want to have a podcast and take the time out to be interviewed. You're taking the time out to, for me to interview you. Right, <laughs> right. Um, as we're talking about this, I, I also realize that I think there's also somewhat of an imposter syndrome in terms of audience, in terms of the people that I have, not, that I may have in my network who, you know, obviously you're networking with a lot of people and I have friends obviously on, on all the platforms, but I'm also, you know, connected with other actors and maybe they might think, oh, what is she, like, what is she doing? She shouldn't have a podcast. She doesn't know anything about that. So I think that's be, why would they be thinking you shouldn't have a podcast when everybody in creation has a podcast? I think that there are people in the, especially in the local theater community that can be very, very catty. And I have had things talked about me in uh, other, in other ways, people saying I should have been, should not have been cast in certain things. Uh, That's where this is going back to. It's going back. I I think so. And I, and I keep thinking about, there's like a couple people in that I can think of in my mind that I go, if this person saw that I posted something about it, whether or not they actually comment on it, I can see their eyes rolling. Well, anytime you're going to put your work out there, no matter who you are, what you do, there are going to be people who are going to roll your eyes. Like I'm sure there's people who may download or listen to this are going to roll their eyes. I mean, you put yourself out there publicly, there are going to be people in your life who are going to be having something to say about it in their minds. I don't think they're going to say anything about it publicly. But, and I think, and, and I can, 
I feel like I can weather that in terms of when I'm performing because that is something that I'm definitely passionate about and I, you know, I can kind of like get rid of that, but, uh, you know, from my mind when it comes to that stuff. But I think like with a new venture, that's another thing that just is another hang up or at least something that I think about every time I send out an, another interview or, or interview request or, or something like that. Why are you focusing on these people who may criticize you? Because there is a possibility people are going to criticize you in their mind. There could be so many reasons why they're criticizing. They could be jealous of you. They could just criticize everybody in general. They could be competitive. They could just, you know, like to tear other people down because it makes them feel better about themselves. They could just be sadistic. Um, people like to just attack other people sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. just something to do. Yes, it's going to happen, but why would you put your attention into that as opposed to just working on your podcast, building up your audience, enjoying the process of the passion that you have for theater and that you're interviewing them and getting, uh, you know, your um, your content out there. Why would you not be focused on that and be focusing on people who are going to be saying things about you? Because um, I guess it's it's easier for me to say, like, uh, how do I how do I want to phrase this? It's easier for me to say, well, if it doesn't work out, those people were right. Even though they haven't said anything. Well, how would they be right? Because it didn't work out. So when they were putting you down in their minds, they were right to have put you down? Yes. In a way, yes. So what's going to happen if they put you down in their minds or even said something to somebody else and you didn't? So I don't even know what you mean by succeed. Like you didn't have like this gigantic following or you just stopped. Uh, what, what would be the thing that you would do that they would be like, aha, see, we were right. What? Uh, definitely stopping or noticing that like there are breaks in the, you know, in the cadence of interviews or, you know. Well, let me inform you right now. Somebody who I am starting out, there is... I find, because somebody even did suggest who's a very experienced podcaster, said you should put them out at least once a week. And I'm just not going to be able to put them out once a week for various mm -hmm. reasons. So the frequency in the beginning is probably not going to be, well, maybe you would be able to, but I, I don't think it's unusual that it wouldn't be in the very beginning exactly on time. So there's a chance that is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Something could happen in your life or your, that you may have to stop for a while mm -hmm. unless you're really under a contract with somebody to, you know, there's money involved, then maybe you wouldn't want to stop. But things could happen and you may need to take a break. So what if that happens? Why would that be so devastating if they would be thinking, oh, see, she can't even get out once a week or, oh, she stopped. I First think of all, before, I even, before you even answer that, I just want to say, you know, people think that people are thinking all these things and a lot of people, are, they're just thinking about themselves. They, they're probably yes. not even like paying attention. Yes. They may not even notice. They're not sitting there thinking, you know, sitting around thinking, oh my God, she's not getting out once a week. Oh, she stopped. They may not even like think about it. It's exactly. like a lot of people just think people are thinking about them and they're not. Everybody's just so busy thinking about their own problems or their own, you know, little world. And I definitely think that like I go through like phases of like, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to make all these, you know, emails. And that's not in my mind whatsoever, but it still creeps up. Do you think you'll be able to just cut yourself off from the part of you 
that is sort of, uh, um, it's almost like attacking you. It's almost standing in your way. It's like self editing or it's not even editing. It's like self-sabotaging almost, you know, in the object relations world and psychoanalysis, it's called having inner objects and the Mm -hmm. inner objects is almost like we internalize maybe parents who were critical of us or people we were friends with or our family members or ex-bosses who were very critical of us. And we sort of take them into our minds and they're Mm -hmm. called inner objects. So sometimes it's not even the real people. It's just our, um, you know, like to give an extreme example, somebody who's very paranoid. Mm -hmm. So their paranoia doesn't sound realistic to us when we're listening, but they have like an inner object that was very attacking, you know, um, very cruel. And so sometimes it's not so much even the reality, it's the inner object. So you may have had some bad experiences where people were criticizing you and attacking you and sort of inside of you now, and their focus is on the inner objects. It's like sure. a projection. That's what I'm wondering. And, and you know, as an actress and as somebody who has always tried to be perfect, uh, that is definitely the case. <laughs> And, you know, well, the reason I'm telling you that is because you may have to be on top of it so that if this is your passion and if you just really want to have a podcast and interview people in the theater world, you're going to have to, like, cope with those um, feelings or anxieties about people who are going to be criticizing you. Because some of it is reality, mm-hmm. and then there is some of it that is really coming from you or, or exaggerating any kind of reality about it or taking it just too seriously. Because even if it is true, people are saying things, there's no reason that you have to pay it. It's like, why would you empower some people who are not having a podcast um, who can't do it or uh, do have a podcast and feeling competitive and need to devalue somebody else's podcast because they want their podcast to be more superior. Why do you have to empower them uh, by allowing them to even be in your mind. I mean, even if they're there, you could just say, I'm just not going to empower them. I'm just going to like, let it, you know, go by, you know, just ignore it and go to the next thing and just not pay attention to it. Yeah. I definitely think I need to take control of that inner object or inner voice that is saying that these people are going to, it's the, it's future state and it doesn't, it's future state. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of what might ha- I'm trying to think like eight steps ahead and I shouldn't, I should just focus on the here and now. Well, I think that it could actually happen, but I think that you're putting too much uh, importance on it mm-hmm. of what people are going to say. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that don't worry about it until you get to it. Because when you get to it, it may happen. Whenever you put yourself out there, people have people are going to say things and and have to just uh, like deal w- with these other people's feelings. Because it will any kind of successes that you have um, will induce feelings of anger and hostility and aggression and competition in other people. And that's what happens. People get angry. They get competitive. They get angry and they get hostile and they get sadistic. When they see other people achieve things that they can't achieve, or they think they're they're trying to achieve it, they are doing it, but they think you're going to take it away from them. It's like everybody wants, like they're hungry for food and somebody's going to take their food away. But no, there's enough food for everybody. You know, so they are going to say that, but you have to be able to bear it. That's why some people don't become successful because they're so afraid of other people being angry at them and being hostile 
and aggressive that they just don't try because they don't want to deal with that. Right. And I'm trying to push through it, but yeah. Well, I'm glad you came on my show because I know that, I, you know, that I'm like agreeing with you that it's going to happen, but I think that you could do it. I think that you could be strong and force yourself to, to bear it and endure it so you can achieve what you want, which is at the end of the day, though, you'll have the podcast. Right, right. Which is what you're going to love. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. I hope that I helped you. You definitely did. Thank you, Rhonda. And when you have your podcast, please let me know and I'll tell other people about the podcast and and maybe you could have me on and <laughs> I will tell you about my five minute film that I have submitted to like 90 million festivals. Yes, that would so, be great. Right. So that's like it's not theater, it's film. I don't know. That's tweaking it a little bit. Okay. And thank you for listening to Rhonda's Remedy. Mm-hmm.